The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. A leper came to him and kneeling down begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched the leper and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately and he was made clean. Then, warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. Then he said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. When you think of the image of a heart, what comes to mind? Probably the, the traditional, you know, whoop, whoop. Uh, but it's, it's probably, you know, if we were to have you color the heart, it'd probably be red or pink, some, some hues like that. But what would not be there? There wouldn't be a stone wall around it. There wouldn't be brokenness and it wouldn't be all cracked and everything. If you even look at other images of the Sacred Heart or the Immaculate Heart, there's some that are very, very vivid. They're very realistic. But all of the images of a heart look very soft. They look very delicate. And what we hear about in the Hebrews today is such an important reality. It's the one that we've probably heard so often that we've kind of just, we've kind of just put it on the background, like, okay, harden not your hearts, okay, yeah, whatever, I won't harden my heart. But the reality is we probably harden our heart often, or our heart has been hardened, and it's, it's really difficult to have it become unhardened. So, yeah, the image, like, we keep in mind this idea, like, a heart is, is precious, it's beautiful, it's simple. But it doesn't have a bunch of guard fences, stone walls. It doesn't have all these other things protecting it. And that's part of what it means to not let our heart be hardened, is we allow our heart to be vulnerable. And what does it mean to have our heart be vulnerable? It means that we are willing it out, we're giving it out, that it could be harmed. It could get hurt. That's scary. That's tough. At the same time, we don't, we should not, just say, here's my heart, everybody, take it. And like let people stomp on it. That's, that's not prudential, right? So there has to be prudential decision-making in what we do and how we do it. But when we harden the heart, when we close it off, we prevent it from allowing it to even beat properly. It's restricted then. Um, that's when we begin to die. We begin to internally, um, yeah, die. And so to have our hearts not be hardened, first and foremost must be the ability to say, Lord, I, I surrender this to you. I give to you what is precious, what keeps my life going, what beats hundreds of thousands times a day. It pumps blood through my entire system. This thing, I don't want to be restricted. I don't want to restrict how I love you in the same way than how I love others. 
But those decisions have to be made through prudence. When we give our heart to the Lord, we can give it with a confidence that he will care for it, he will protect it. When we give to others, there's the danger that it will become, that, that it could get hurt. But the challenge is like we probably have our hearts hardened a little bit. Like maybe not the whole thing, but pieces of the heart are hardened where, you know, we deal with a particular type of person or we deal it in a particular situation. And it's just like we are less charitable. We are less kind. We are less patient. Any of those places where we find ourselves being less than we would in others, that's where the heart has become hardened. And the only way I can think of to allow that to become unhardened is to go back to the Lord and say, Lord, like, take this away, take this off, remove this, help me practice something different. It's actually not an easy process to unharden one's heart. It's really easy to harden it. It's really easy for something to become calloused and and put up defenses. It's harder to take those down sometimes. So for our own lives, we, we want to have some introspection, some, some internal review, and just to kind of examine, you know, maybe people, relationships, situations, even stuff with the Lord, and say, Lord, where does my heart beat freely? Where does it have lots of joy? Where does it, where does it just, you know, I get like the, the fluttering of the heart even. And where is, where is it times where my heart, it, it's kind of stoned off. It's, it doesn't beat as well. Like it's, there's more resistance there. And we can begin to identify those two types, where there's freedom composed, uh, as opposed to restriction. We're now identifying the heart that's not hardened versus the heart that is hardened. Um, all of this right, is, is kind of figurative, but it also uh, is real. So we want to ask the Lord today to soften any pieces of our heart that are becoming tough. We want to be vulnerable first and foremost to him because he's the one who made us. He made our heart. He knows how our heart functions. But in regards to our actions, in regards to how we interact and how we perceive forward, there there's always a healthy caution. There's always a, a healthy, you know, let me check this out first. But then, like, the surrendering over, there, there's a, a sense of maybe even fear there. And the ability to say, Lord, first and foremost, I surrender this to you. So we must practice with him. Uh, and then we practice with a trusted, trusted individual, perhaps a spouse. We trust, or we trust a, uh, a, a close friend, um, a sibling. Right? We trust those that we know will actually take our heart and protect it and, and watch over it. So uh, the first step today is just examining where do I notice my heart has greater freedom, where there's joy, there's, there's openness, and where is my heart restricted? So where, where do I find lots of happiness and joy in my life? Where do I find frustration in my life? Those are the two pieces because then once we identify them, we can start to give those to the Lord.